creating those tiny, beautiful moments. Self-love and self-care are such a lifelong journey, but the more that you do incorporate these small moments into your world, the more change you'll see faster. You're listening to the Self-Adore Podcast, hosted by Ellie Bannon and Clea Martin. Our mission is to inspire you to step into your magic and allow self-love to flow into your world. Our transition into becoming full-time entrepreneurs sparked our journey into a deeper practice of self-love. On this pod, we'll cover topics ranging from self-care, wellness, passion, mindfulness, and personal growth. We'll share our own experiences and bring on fabulous guests that will shift the conversation around self-love, making it feel more inviting and empowering. Stay tuned for a new episode each week that will inspire you to self-adore. Thanks for spending time with us. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Self-Adore podcast. So happy to be here with you all. We're so excited to chit-chat for the next bit of time. But what a fabulous weekend we had. What did so we do? So much fun. We had the best Friday night at the One Hotel in West Hollywood. We went to an event called Conscious Enterprises, and it was such an awesome panel with just such powerful founders of the most amazing brands. We just left feeling so inspired and uplifted. Yeah, yeah totally, totally inspired to kind of take action in different ways on our business and our personal wellness journeys. Um, they just did a great job of kind of selecting thoughtful people to say really powerful things. So, and the one hotel, they just launched two weeks ago in West Hollywood. You are like the biggest fan of one <laughs> hotels. Like what was your reaction when you found out one my, hotels was oh there? Oh my God, my jaw <laughs> dropped. It's just the most beautiful, eco-friendly, but high-tech and luxurious hotel. It was just such a special space. And everyone there, they had such powerful energy. We learned so much. And I really liked hearing in particular just the tips and things that made these powerful leaders seem more real. I think Mm -hmm. that that was my biggest takeaway is hearing their morning routines, just hearing different things that they do that, you know, you can bring into your life as well. I totally, totally agree with you. And the One Hotel has, this is not like a plug for the One Hotel. So we just, we were blown away. You walk in and there's just this essence of a gorgeous space. They use natural woods on the ceiling. Yeah, they have plants wood. everywhere. They have cozy corners. And the space is sort of like kind of tucked away too. So it feels like a complete escape from the busy city. So anyways, if you're in LA or Miami or (laughs) New New York York City, check out the One Hotels. We were blown away. But anyways, today we are recording this at night. It is raining currently. So if you can hear the dripping sounds of the water, (laughs) that's the rain outside. And it's just so cozy. We're sipping on this maple syrup tea that Clay just got. It is so tasty. So yummy. Yeah. Tastes like pancakes. Tastes literally like, like a stack of pancakes. <laughs> Sweet, but super tasty. It's I think it's oolong tea, so loving it. We have our candle going. We have our crystals around us. Yeah, we set up the space, so we're ready. 
We're ready. We're ready to dive in. We're ready to dive in. Um, after this, we wanted to do a detoxing clay face mask. So we're going yeah, to... Yeah, I'm excited. Ellie's been talking all about her apple cider vinegar tricks. So yeah, so we're going to do clay and then mix in some purified water and organic apple cider and that's going to really brighten the skin and pull out any imperfections and just sort of tone and tighten the face so that's our that's our nightly plan (laughs) (laughs) fun in this episode we are breaking down five tangible five super juicy helpful tips to help you elevate your self-love journey regardless of where you are on it. If you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling like something in your life needs to change or if some area of your life needs some work or if you feel out of control, stay tuned, keep listening, this episode is for you. We completely can relate to that feeling that Mm -hmm. is where Clay and I were two years ago and sometimes totally and completely honestly, we still feel that way. Like a self-love journey is continuous and ever-changing but what we've done is given the past two years a good hard look and we've pulled five things from a to z that we think really could help someone else sort of jump start their Mm -hmm. self-love journey so here we go (laughs) the first thing is to take a huge step back this is the reflection the analysis this is the time that you have to actually schedule into your calendar Mm -hmm. to do the reflection this can't just be a 30 second quick thought around okay what do I need to change in my life (laughs) this needs to be a calendar appointment Mm -hmm. you need to Set aside the time to give yourself a good hard look at what your life is doing for you, how you're feeling, and how you are living your own life with everything else aside. A little bit of an exercise that we still do, but particularly did when we were first kind of beginning our committed self-love journey was this. So what you're going to do is close your eyes and imagine yourself taking a step out of your body you're going to picture yourself rising literally out of your body stepping out of your feet and walking away from yourself once you've done that you're going to turn back and look at yourself and observe who you are as a bystander you are going to pretend that you're almost a stranger to yourself but someone who still kind of has an understanding of what's going on in your head and this gives you the chance to authentically and honestly look in your brain into your mindset into your physical life and your everyday activities and note how they are making you feel this is where you have to let go of the excuses and be honest with yourself and sometimes by viewing yourself as an outside party this makes it a little bit easier to be real with yourself yeah you're not so stuck in actually feeling the feelings you're feeling or being busy you're really able to step outside of that and kind of elevate yourself and analyze everything that's going on 
and really kind of take charge of your feelings. So, you know, maybe you feel amazing. Maybe you did this exercise and you're like, wow, my life is awesome. And we're so proud of you for that. And you should be proud too. And that's a place to be, you know, that's somewhere where you can really kind of pat yourself on the back and be proud and acknowledge the progress that you've made. So push yourself no matter where you are, you are worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So regardless of where you are, what you observe, the important thing is you can still take something away from it. Mm -hmm. So I think this is an awesome time to kind of give you a little bit of intro on our self-love journeys and where we began. So as a backstory, our committed self-love journeys began around two years ago, but I'd say that they weren't kind of intended. They weren't planned. It happened super organically at a time where we didn't feel our best and we kind of just felt misaligned. So if you're feeling like that right now, we totally get you. We totally feel you. We were super off and we just didn't feel like we were on the right path. So that's kind of a little bit where we started. We were just at a low point and it took having someone else and stepping outside of the situation that we were in to even realize that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our self-love journey didn't, as Clay mentioned, didn't begin intentionally. We didn't wake up one day and say, okay, our self-love journey has to happen right now, today. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't happen. But what we did notice was that when we did hold each other accountable for taking a look at our lives, we realized that we were honestly like we were miserable. Mm -hmm. We were so miserable. We were unhealthy physically, mentally. And that is what cued us in to knowing that something just had to change. Yep. So that moves us into our next thing we'd like to talk about. And that is letting go. And this is probably the most important part, at least for me in my personal journey, is you need to create space for the things that you want to bring in by letting the things go that don't serve you anymore. Whether that's toxic people in your life, toxic habits, things that just don't serve you and aren't aligned with you, you need to be confident and enough and honor yourself enough to let those things out of your life. And respect yourself enough, which is the essence of self-adore. <laughs> so an uh, exercise around this that was really helpful, I still do this to, to this day at uh, different points when I'm feeling a little bit low, is you're going to make yourself or draw yourself a visual. So get a piece of paper, pick out your favorite color pen. If that's like a, you know, a fluffy pen, a gel pen, like a glow-in-the-dark pen, doesn't really matter just get yourself (laughs) a pen and you're going to draw a circle on a piece of paper and you're going to make a pie chart now this pie chart can be a cherry pie can be like an apple pie (laughs) like peach peach cobbler pie literally can be like any pie that you want you can add a little crust to the edge (laughs) (laughs) like spice up your pie make sure you put a cherry on top though a cherry on top self-adore flavor that's what you said earlier that was cute (laughs) you're going to make a self-adore pie Anyways, you're going to split this pie up into pieces, slices of things that are taking up space in your head. And in each slice of the pie, you're going to write what those things are. 
whether that be finances, a, a friendship, a relationship that you're in, work, a job, your pet, your family. You're going to write down literally everything that takes up space in your head. After you've done that, you're going to look at it at this visual representation that you have hopefully spiced up and make somewhat cute. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at what in that pie is positive and what in it is negative. And personally, when I did this, my pie was pretty much completely full of negative. It was like a poo pie. It was like a muddy poo pie and not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Not not a fun pie to have. So that allows you to have a visual of what it is that's taking space in your head and from there you're then able to remove those things and work towards letting them go. Mm -hmm. I think a huge part of this is being super honest with where you're at. Like Ellie mentioned, her pie was not pretty. (laughs) If your pie isn't pretty, we feel you and just honor that and know that it can only go up from there. That's the beautiful part about feeling stuck or down or low is that it can only go up from there. So move away from anything that dims your light. So we wanted to dive into our journeys with letting go. We kind of just slowly started to acknowledge what we needed to let go of by thinking about the toxic energy and things in our life. And it may be really hard to do this because if you're stuck in your habits, you know, you have the same group of people around you, it is tricky to know what is toxic and isn't. I think that that was the hardest part for me. And I know personally that Ellie helped me kind of realize a lot of things that I didn't really know were toxic. And she was like, okay, why are you putting up with that? Like, that's not okay. The accountability so. piece is important. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's another reason why observing yourself as a bystander is really helpful. Yeah. Because if you can remove yourself from the situation and observe yourself, like I said, perhaps as a stranger, it, it becomes easier to notice the things that aren't serving you. Mm -hmm. Like so often we make excuses for our habits, excuses for things that we do. And it's like, no, you have to actually hold yourself accountable, see it for what it is and just, you know, try our exercise. Let us know if it works for you. Find an accountability partner. Those are some of the things that have helped us realize what we need to let go of and actually start to make those changes. So like we did mention, that was a very slow process. We didn't, you know, just one day wake up and cut everything negative out of our lives. It was a slow process of realizing what we needed to cut out and when we needed to do it. So we had to do things like just evaluate where we were and then pick actual dates that we wanted to let go of things by. I think that's something huge, like the accountability of, okay, I need to be done with this habit or this person or this whatever by date. By date. Yeah, that was in particular something very helpful for us. We literally scheduled the letting go into our calendar. We wrote it down. Yeah, and if it's too hard for you to do that, if you're too emotionally attached, like have someone else write it down for you. That's what we did. Yeah, that's what we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And the last part of this is a patience factor. So 
we would write these dates of letting go in our calendar and sometimes they would happen and sometimes they wouldn't. Mm. Sometimes the dates, for whatever reason, we had an excuse and they were compromised and that became hard to accept and that made us feel sad in a lot of ways. But then what we had to do is find the forgiveness in ourselves and be patient and realize that this is a journey and it's not going to be perfect and all that you can do is be better yeah. for the next time. I've had a lot of conversations with Ellie where I had to be like, okay, Ellie, I messed up. <laughs> I did this. And, and I'm she, like, it's okay. she said, you know, it's okay, but but you need to change next time. So she actually held me accountable to make the change next time, which I really appreciated about that. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've done the same for me. We have had different experiences and I think that that's something that's really important is being able to find that person that allows you to make the mistakes but at the same time holds you accountable for making the change. Another thing I will say about this letting go piece is that if it's hard for you to kind of figure out what you need to let go of just trust your intuition trust your gut it will tell you more than you know and it's always right. That's very true. If if it's in your head and if it feels like a change that has to happen, it is the right thing. That, mm-hmm. that That's so true. Your gut is always right. Yeah, and the more you practice this, the more you will learn to trust your gut and the easier it will be to trust it and yeah. make the changes. Absolutely. Ask your gut too. Like if you don't know, ask yourself everything that you need to know to feel the best version of yourself is already inside, inside of you. you. Yeah. Wow. Very true. <laughs> wow. Jinx. It's so true. Okay. So moving on to our third tip, which is letting it in. So we just chatted about letting things go. And when you let things go, and remove anything from your life energy people a job relationship you have created space to let something new in and so in order to move forward and in order to seek new opportunities in order to be curious about new places, new people, new things. You have to find a new energy to bring into your soul and bring into your life. Yeah, and that energy is heightened and sparked when the negativity is gone. That's something we've noticed. This is definitely my favorite tip um, and something that I just love about the self-love journey so much. Um, Something that we really recommend is just getting out of your comfort zone. So that's been huge. Like I know that this podcast is definitely out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Ellie asked me about a year ago, do you want to start a podcast? You know, we want to build our community. I think it would be awesome for us. And I straight up said no. (laughs) Yeah, like wasn't even a feasible possible option. I was like, nope. And yeah. But that's okay. But then little things. So, and even for me, it was out of my comfort zone. I just like wanted to do it. You're the (laughs) go-getter. But but then little things, we started taking little steps. So practicing more in video, practicing more dialogue. Those things became a little bit easier. And so then when it did feel right, when Clea's gut did say, let's start a podcast, let's share a voice in a different way, it was right. Your intuition was right and it was ready. And yeah. everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the beautiful part is like when you're ready to do something, you know, your energy and your light will kind of match that. Absolutely. So if you sort of visualize like the the path of life that you are on, regardless of whatever that is, if you are working a nine to five job, if you are working for yourself, if you are unemployed, like literally whatever it is that life that you have, letting new energy looks like this. It is visualizing the path and taking one step off of the path. And as soon as you do that, you've opened the door to let new energy flow into your world, new opportunities, new people, new spaces, new places, and new light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a huge one for us. We've met so many powerful people along the way simply because we've opened our eyes to new opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't have. We always have these moments of like, oh my gosh, we're so glad we went to this because we feel so aligned and we met this person and, you know, it just felt feels so right and you know in your heart and in your soul when it does feel right. Absolutely. And, and that comes from expanding your comfort zone and being brave enough to try something new. And this can be small, small, actionable things such as joining a new class or an online community, self-adore, even going for a walk, chatting with your neighbor, having a conversation that you wouldn't typically have in your day is a perfect example of letting something new into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about just what energy you choose to let in. So we wanted to talk about one of our favorite things in the world, crystals. This was a huge part of letting things into our life because crystals hold so much energy and they're such a powerful reminder of the earth and being connected to the earth and being grounded by the earth. So all crystals have such different energies and we got into crystals, you know, in the beginning of our self-love journey and we just really loved the process of selecting crystals and at first I was definitely a little bit skeptical about crystals, yeah. right Ellie? Yeah, I think you were a little bit skeptical. So at first I would say I, I have always been into crystals and rocks. Like I've had a rock collection ever since I was I did little. have a rock collection. You did but have I a rock didn't collection. Didn't believe anything. Like the healing powers. <laughs> Yes, the healing powers of stones, I go I believe them like the deepest part of my body, but because I'll just say a little bit around this because the earth, it takes so much energy from the earth to create something mm-hmm. as beautiful as a stone or a crystal and to me it just feels impossible for that not to carry some sort of energy within it you hold up to the light sparkles like it's beautiful it's gorgeous so at first I feel like for you clay it was kind of crystals just acted as a reminder for what it is that you needed Mm -hmm. and once I convinced her that they did have these powers she started feeling feeling those feeling them work yeah it was and when you select a crystal to have in your life you are intentionally selecting that energy to be invited into your world so if you're curious about crystal energy or even just any natural elements of the earth kind of energy Mm -hmm. um, we highly recommend getting in touch with that breathing fresh air going and looking up at the trees blowing in the wind all of those things will connect you to your roots and something that makes you feel 
magical mm-hmm. and and puts a new vibration into your flow. So so there we have kind of two crystals that speak to us on such an amazing <laughs> level. Shout out to Carnelian for me. That's my absolute favorite stone. I have a round huge piece of Carnelian that I can kind of just hold in my hand. It's not that big. It's like, you know, I can hold it in the palm of my hand. A golf ball. Yeah, a little ball. And I just hold on to that whenever I need a reminder of creativity and inspiration, those are kind of the powers of the stone. What really drew me to the stone is the vibrant oranges and bright whites and just sparkles in the stone. Um, But little did I know how much it would actually help me with my creativity. I bring it everywhere with me. I hold onto it when I just need a moment of clarity. And it's really, truly shown me the power of stones. So highly recommend Carnelian Stone if you're looking for a little more inspiration in your life. And that stone, you picked that at a time when you needed it the most mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you really needed it. I felt not, I didn't feel creative at all when I picked that stone. So that was the energy that you were mm-hmm. inviting into your world, which is awesome. My my favorite stone is called citrine. It's also orange and sort of sparkly yellowish color, provides a mental clarity, a purifying energy, connects the head space to also can be used creatively. Um, and I love that I have, mine's not a, a ball. It's sort of like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a, spe- a spear. A point. A point, yeah. A point. Um, but it fits perfectly my hand, and she's so beautiful, and I let her charge <laughs> in the moonlight. Yeah, so, I mean, crystals, you know, they are just such powerful reminders. We both have pretty extensive and beautiful crystal collections. Um, but even if you don't have that, just pick things and bring things into your world that can serve as your reminders for the energy that you want to bring in. All right, so from crystals, we want to chat a bit about daily actions. So when you bring daily actions into your life, the most change is bound to happen. We encourage you to commit your mornings or your evenings or perhaps even the middle of the day, whatever time works for you, to plan your self-care. You have to commit to a daily practice of small habits in order to see any long-lasting change. A great way to start this is by practicing rituals. You can perhaps have rituals in the morning or the evening, whatever works for you. And what we really hope is that you tap into what inspires you, create your space, bring things into your life, such as crystals or tea or a cozy blanket or a book, anything that makes you feel like your best self. If you are inspired by entertainment and music or even being enlightened by a new TV show and a set of characters, that is a form of self-care and you should worship that time with yourself. I think this is also one of my favorite things that we do is setting up our space and creating those tiny, beautiful moments. Self-love and self-care are such a lifelong journey, but the more that you do incorporate these small moments into your world, the more change you'll see faster. 
Absolutely. And if you are stumped or not really sure where to begin with this, like we've said before, we totally feel you. There was a point where we had no idea where to begin either. But think about this. Think about the time you were five or six in first grade and what fueled that little kid. What was it that made you as a little kid happy and feel comfortable and cozy and excited? Was it being outside and breathing the fresh air was it running around in a field was it you know playing with your hair putting on eyeshadow like what were the little things that made you feel like the happiest version of yourself and that's a great place to start what were yours the fairy yeah for (laughs) me you could definitely find me like building a fairy house outside in like an old tree trunk. I wish I would have known you. Yeah, we would have been friends. For me, it was definitely something that involved being outside in fresh air and something very whimsical. I was probably like making some sort of (laughs) concoction or potion. Witch's brew. Witch's brew. (laughs) So for me now, um, what I would do to fuel my inner child would be to get outside and to do something creative and craft something, put something together maybe make an interesting potion potion tea yeah what would you do (laughs) yeah I loved animals as a kid so that's something that I really tap into now Ellie and I are both cat lovers I have two cats Miko and Arya and Ellie has a cat named Ollie Ollie she's the fluffiest princess but yeah whenever I kind of want to tap into my inner child I always you know, hug my cats a little more and just connect with animals. That really helps me feel inspired. Definitely. So something that we've mentioned before, but want to kind of reiterate is the power of having an accountability partner. So Ellie is definitely my biggest accountability partner when it comes to self-love, self-care. So we wanted to kind of break that down and explain you know, if you don't have an accountability partner, how to go about finding one and best practices for that. So your accountability partner is someone who, you know, has to trust you. You have to just be in tune with them. They have to care about you and love you for who you are. Um, at the deepest Yeah, the deepest level. Are. They shouldn't judge you. You should be able to tell them anything and they should just hear you for who you are. Um, And the biggest piece for this is the accountability, obviously. So this person has to actually give you the tough love that you need and hold you accountable when you kind of go off of the path that you, you know, want to stick to. So this is something Ellie does really, really well for me and something that I really admire about her. Like she's such a, you're such a sweet person, but you know, you do kind of, you're like keeping me a check always. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you do the same for me too. I'm I would say I'm a little bit more stubborn than you. <laughs> but you have an amazing patience around that and I think an accountability partner is somebody who knows your strengths and weaknesses and sort of knows almost like your love languages and knows yeah. how to really be there for you. Yeah. So we kind of already talked about our journeys with practicing these daily actions and accountability an accountability partner should be part of your daily actions. So that's something that should be part of your every day. Um, we talked about our rituals 
and how those are huge for us and the power of sharing we share with each other. I chat with Clea literally every single day and we hold each other accountable. <laughs> the days we don't talk, well, actually, yikes. I think we talk every day, but yikes. <laughs> yeah, we connect somehow every day. And I think, but I think we've also given each other the courage so that if we don't connect every day, we are able to hold ourselves accountable and I think that's that's something that's important to find an accountability partner either you want to know that they're there for you and give you the strength to hold yourself accountable eventually and this person has to be your inspiration too so aside from the accountability piece you want this person to lift you up and inspire you to really realize okay why are you making this change and you're you want to be able to have a conversation with them where you feel empowered and just excited about the changes that you're making in your life yep absolutely um so the last little part around this is the process and the forgiveness so daily actions will sometimes feel harder than others they will sometimes feel impossible and sometimes they won't even happen and I think that that's important because or it's important to know that because the it's progress and it is slow and is sometimes hard and it sometimes feels impossible but you have to forgive yourself around that and know that you will do better and that you will continue to try to improve and do your best. So next we wanted to dive into questions. So we're going to be answering juicy questions at the end of each podcast. Yes. So we have received this particular question several times through different events and we thought that we would just break it down a little bit here. So the core of the question is this. I can see myself as an entrepreneur being my own boss, having my own plan. I know that I have a lot of passions and a lot of creativity, but I am not sure where to begin. Ooh, ooh. We've been there. We have so (laughs) been there. So many ideas, so little time. Um, So our recommendation for where you should really start is where's your passion? Think about something that you love doing and think about what you can see yourself doing every single day. Something that we really try and, you know, put into perspective is picture yourself doing this thing on a Friday night, you know, just on some day that you would rather be doing something else. How would that make you feel? How would it make you feel to currently replace the things that you're doing with this new thing? Picture yourself doing something every single day Mm -hmm. when you wake up what is it that you could possibly be excited for and be eager to learn more about it and to share more about it that is a perfect place to start the other thing is prioritize so when you are seeking to perhaps be an entrepreneur start your own business even maybe that's just a side hustle. This has to be your commitment and your idea fully. Um, In order for you to see and feel success, your priorities are going to have to shift. And Mm -hmm. knowing that from the very beginning is a huge, huge part 
of diving into a brand new idea. Yeah. So many sacrifices that you have to make and you have to love your idea so much that you're willing to put everything aside for that. So the next thing we want to talk about is just tap into your strengths. What are you good at? You know, lean into the things that you know that you're good at and that will kind of give give you an idea of what you can start to build. Yep, and as you're thinking about your strengths and perhaps even consider your weaknesses too, Mm -hmm. you also really need to know your intention. Know your intention that you want to share with the world before your idea starts to truly formulate. And from our experience, and I think we've also heard a lot of other entrepreneurs and business owners say the same thing, if money is part of your intention – take it off the table like let it go um and refocus quite honestly making money and profiting obviously is something that is tremendously important in having a substantial long-lasting business that can be something that you do as your career and your life and you know in order to live you need to be making money of course but when you are tapping into your passions and putting good energy and a message and an idea that is bettering the world out there first Mm -hmm. before prioritizing money, the success will come. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is really to just commit to this idea and take action. Create a plan for yourself. Do one thing every single day to get you closer to that goal and hold yourself accountable. But don't be too hard on yourself. If you have those days where you're like, you know, I just didn't do my best today. Just know that the next day you're going to wake up and do your best. You have the chance to do your best again. Yeah, absolutely. I think you want to be able to fall asleep every night. I think a good goal to strive for is saying, I did my best Mm -hmm. every night. I did Mm -hmm. my best. I did my best. And then as Clay said, if that doesn't happen, have the forgiveness and be able to do it again. One small thing every day will get you closer. Nothing happens overnight. Mm -hmm. And let go of some of the things that are kind of clouding your idea or your vision. We have so many ideas every single day that like if we acted on all of them, we wouldn't get to where we want to be. So you have to kind of quiet the noise and know what's serving your idea and what's not and let go of you know the chatter in your brain let go of the chatter and trust the process don't be so hard on yourself if an idea that you have doesn't come to fruition that is okay um having those ideas that you have to eventually let go of trust that those ideas got you one step closer to a bigger a brighter a more alive idea Mm -hmm. that will grow your ultimate vision The last thing we'll close this question with is just know that nothing substantial happens overnight. Growth is such a slow process and your dreams will happen when they're meant to happen. So if you do things every single day to get you closer to your dreams, they they will come alive. Absolutely. Well said. Okay, so to wrap this up, every episode we're going to be sharing something that we've been absolutely loving. A book, a podcast, a person, a blog, a product, anything and everything. We're going to share it with you. So we thought that the perfect place to start would be with our sweet company, Honey and Bee. 
we are going to just chit chat a little bit about the products. Uh, Clay is going to share what she loves about them. I'll tell you what I love about them. And then we have a special little self-adore promo for you. So we are Honey and Bee. That is our self-care company. We sell crystal facial massage tools that act as your reminder, your invitation, you know, your empowerment to practice the self-care that you deserve. So our line is beautifully crafted, extremely high quality. Um, We sell jade rollers and rose quartz rollers. We have a few different versions. We have some sets and everything is intentionally designed from the box to the pouch and especially curated to give you a well-rounded self-care beauty ritual. Yep, self-care meets beauty, meets intention, meets mindset. So Jade Stone promotes balance and calming energies. Like we said earlier, we love stones. So of course, (laughs) our brand and our products have crystals. Um, We also have a rose quartz roller, which promotes self-love and confidence. So I have personally been loving it by using my rose quartz gua sha. I take it straight out of the fridge. The cooling effects really, really depuff and boost the blood circulation in my face. So I use it first thing in the morning. I take it out of the silky peachy pouch um, that I keep in my fridge. And the pouch is awesome because it kind of keeps it away from my veggies and my (laughs) chicken and everything else that I have in there. So the pouch is awesome. I use it directly on my eye area and my jaw. I've been loving an facial oil by the brand Olive and M and I apply that and then glide the silky stone across my face and it just really boosts the blood circulation, makes me awake and more alive and allows me to feel more confident and ready for the day. So my little self-care moment lately has been winding down with my rose quartz roller. So here's what I do. I like to cozy up with a hot cup of mint tea, get in my comfiest PJs and grab my rose quartz roller from the pouch. I don't really like to take it straight out of the fridge at night simply because I like just a more warming, inviting um, massage. So if I do use it in the morning, I take it out of the fridge, but for the evening routine, I just like it as is. The stone is naturally cool to the touch. So I love to use the rose quartz roller in the evening because I love you. I love just incorporating more self-loves into my evening. So I use my roller with my favorite serum. What I do is I put the serum all over a cleansed face and use my rose quartz roller to massage upwards and outwards to really promote that lymphatic drainage, boost blood circulation, and give myself a beautiful glow. So something I also love doing at night is getting the tension out of my jaw. I clench my jaw throughout the day. So it's really awesome to just be able to get the knots out and the tension out at the end of the day. So that's my little wind down. Love it. We have a special discount for our listeners. Our community has been so, so sweet and so supportive. So we wanted to say thank you. We never give off 20% <laughs> of our products, but we are for self-adore listeners. Go to honeyandbee.com, click on the shop tab in the menu bar and enter self-adore at checkout for 20% off. So we are 
like we said, we want to hear your questions. We want to hear from you. We'll be answering more questions at the end of every every single episode. Send us anything, self-love, self-care, entrepreneurship, wellness, questions about us. You can tell us something about you. We want to hear it all. Send us your questions to selfadore at honey. A-N-D-B-E dot com, honeyandbee.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, if you were inspired, if you think someone else would be inspired by it, please share it. It means the world to us. Mm -hmm. We are so excited to be diving into this podcast and it's been such a journey so far. Tons of fun. And we would really appreciate a rate and review. We will be picking some fun surprises to send your way if you take a moment to rate and review us. Find us on Facebook at Self Adore and join our secret Facebook group to chat self-care and self-love. Follow us on Instagram at Self Adore Club and we will see you over there. Thanks for spending time with us. We love you all. Have a great week.